Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This episode is going to be Leviticus chapter 24. Verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure olive oil, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps to burn continually. Without the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation shall Aaron order it from the evening unto the morning before the Lord continually. Hebrew, in the tent of meeting, shall Aaron set it in order. It shall be a statute forever in your, in your generations. He shall order the lamps upon the pure candlestick before the Lord continually. And thou shalt take fine flour and bake twelve cakes thereof. Two tenth deals shall be in one cake, and thou shalt set them in two rows, six on a row, upon the pure table before the Lord. And thou shalt put pure frankincense upon each row, that it be on the bread like for a memorial, even an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Every Sabbath he shall set it in order before the Lord continually, being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. And it shall be Aaron's and his sons, and they shall eat it in the holy place, for it is most holy unto him of the offerings of the Lord made by fire by a perpetual statute. And the son of an Israelitish woman, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the children of Israel. And this son of the Israelitish woman and a man of Israel strove together in the camp. And the Israelitish woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. And they brought him unto Moses. And his mother's name was Shelomith, and the daughter of Dibri, and the tribe of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in ward, or under guard, that the mind of the Lord might be showed them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Bring forth him that hath cursed without the camp, and let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Whosoever curseth his God shall bear his sin. And he that blasphemeth the name of the Lord, he shall surely be put to death. And all the congregation shall, shall certainly stone him, as well the stranger as he that is born in the land. When he blasphemeth the name of the Lord, shall, shall he put to death. And he that killeth any man shall surely be put to death. And he that killeth a, blast, or a, that killeth a beast shall make it good, beast for beast. Hebrew, a soul for a soul, a life, i.e., a life for life. And a man, and if a man cause a blemish or a defect or maims him in his neighbor as he hath done, so shall it be done to him. Breach for breach, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he hath caused a blemish in a man, so shall it be done to him again. And he that killeth a beast, he shall restore it, and he that killeth a man, he shall be put to death. You shall have one manner of law, judging or judgment, as well for the stranger as for the one of your own country, for I am the Lord your God. This passage has come to be regarded by many as the substance and summary of the Mosaic law, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. This misunderstanding is unfortunate because it makes the upper, or it makes the law appear cold, unbending, and revengeful. This misconception has resulted from a failure to distinguish between the social law and the criminal law. The social law was based on love and concern for one's neighbor, 
The criminal law was not outside that love, but was made to stress absolute justice. Even then, however, the three things must be noted about this eye for an eye of application. First, it was intended to be a law of exact justice, not of revenge. Secondly, it was not private vengeance, but public, public justice. Thirdly, by excluding murder from the crimes for which ransom is permissible, it makes it probable that compensation for injuries was often or usually allowed to take the form of a fine. The same law that required just retribution and, re- and payment also required a farmer to leave portions of his field unharvested so the poor could glean therein, and also demanded uh, the employer pay his hired labor at nightfall rather than wait until the next day. Uh, it also commanded men, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart, and summarized the ideal by saying, be, be ye holy. Um, so when we talk about an eye for an eye, it didn't necessarily mean that you poked the eye, other guy's eye out, but that you did something that would compensate equally for the loss, whether that was money or whatever. So that's what they're talking about. It's not that they actually pulled a tooth because you yanked somebody else's out. Uh, I don't think that's what they meant. Anyway, verse 20, 23. And Moses spake to the children of Israel and they that they should bring forth him that had cursed out of the camp and stone him with stones. And the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. So that's the end of chapter 24. Uh, severe penalties for blaspheming and, and saying the name of the Lord in vain. Anyway, see you next time. Bye.